Tappers, what's up? It is the Tuesday edition of the Daily Tap. Hope you're doing well. Got a good show today, a little different. Uh, we're hitting maybe a little bit of a slow patch in our sports season, but that doesn't stop us. Uh, we're going to talk about how confident you feel in the Green Bay Packers this season. Uh, we will also chat about my Mount Rushmore of State Fair Foods in honor of Giannis Antetokounmpo making it out to the State Fair yesterday. And then we will talk about why I cannot drink like I used to. A little Chuck's Corner. I haven't done one in a very long time, but we have sports back. And the whole reason Chuck's Corner and others happened is because we needed some extra content. So Chuck's Corner's back. Um, We're going to talk about why I can't drink again at the very end of this show. I hope you guys are settled in for a good one. A little couple programming notes before we get started. Uh, First of all, rate, review, subscribe. You know that. Uh, Follow us on all the socials. uh, Tapping the keg on all of those. And... We have Tapping the Keg podcast tomorrow, Mitch and I, 428. And then on Thursday, uh, we will have Jordan Kappen on the show, uh, do a daily tap interview with him, sit down and talk Retro Daddy, talk Saucepan, talk his international hoops experience, anything else. Uh, it should be a lot of fun with Jordan and I chopping that up. All right, so let's get into it. The Green Bay Packers are beginning their season as the prohibitive NFC North favorites. I don't think anyone is disputing that. Uh, The Green Bay Packers had an awesome season last year, had an awesome season the year before, and not much has changed. Most of the team is back. It isn't necessarily a new team. Uh, There isn't a new look Packers bunch. Aaron Rodgers is back in the fold amid all the hate, amid all the worry and concern. And so you have to wonder how confident should you feel heading into this season? And I think there are some tiers of that. Um, There is the very confident. There is the puff your chest out and have swagger that you're going to go undefeated or you're going to just be the best team in the NFC. There's no reason to believe that Green Bay can't accomplish what they did last season. They have, like we said, a very similar team and guys that we look at that could potentially break out and go to the next level, right? There was hype around Rashawn Gary over the weekend from head uh, outside linebacker coach Mike Smith, basically saying like Rashawn Gary is going to be a leader on this defense. And so if you're like, all right, if Rashawn Gary levels up, well, that's going to make Green Bay a lot better. Uh, yesterday, Matt Schneidman tweeted out, I wrote a blog about this for Snowtap W R. TappingTheKegSports.com. It's the first time I've done that. Uh, but Steinman wrote that Marquez Valdez-Scantling's hands are noticeably better. So if it's like, all right, so if MVS takes his game to another level, well, all of a sudden that's going to make Green Bay on offense a complete juggernaut. Like it's going to make them a just a, a tyrant. Like it's going to be so hard to stop Green Bay if – you don't have the MVS drops that are that are we are accustomed to, right? Feels like we're always good for one MVS drop per game. If that's not happening, and Green Bay is scoring on those, or at least pushing the ball downfield, even if they don't score a touchdown, even if they don't get a field goal, they are still changing the 
the potential, you know, field position, right? And they're they're making sure that it, it's a lot harder on the opposition to score. Then there is also the rookie part of it, right? Uh, there is Josh Myers, the center, who's immediately stepped in and is ready to make a difference. He's immediately going to be ready. Amari Rogers, there has been a ton of hype around Amari Rogers, and it really sounds like Amari Rogers could be that dude for this team. Eric Stokes, I'm not necessarily sure about yet. I think that there are some people who like Eric Stokes, but I'm not, I don't know if I'm there yet. Uh, in terms of Eric Stokes being a contributor out of the box. Then there are other rookies, so non like top top draft pick rookies like Shamar Jean Charles, which I bet it's more French than that. I bet it's Shamar Jean Charles probably, right? Shamar John Charles. Uh, someone needs to get me a pronunciation on that ASAP. We'll talk we'll talk to the people there to get get Shamar on the case. Um, we also have Kylan Hill. Uh, who's continues to impress like I there are a lot of people Kowski, I think pointed this out yesterday where he's like everybody keeps saying he's having a quiet off season when it's like uh, I don't know if you're having a quiet training camp when everybody's talking about you I think the Kylan Hill hype is real uh, he's a guy who I think can really help and add maybe a three-headed monster approach to the Green Bay Packers running attack so not only do we have Aaron Jones you'll have AJ Dillon bruiser and then you'll have Kylan Hill like that makes things a lot harder on the opposition so Green Bay keeps adding weapons for Aaron Rodgers they improve on defense how can you not be very confident in this team how can you not puff your chest out in that the Packers can't be one of the best teams in the NFL now, there are some who might say, well, Charlie, it's obvious the Packers could regress. Look, I hear that, right? I did a podcast probably around this time last year. I, I You could probably find it in the annals of where I basically talk about how it's natural to regress. Like, you can't expect to have a similar outcome as the year before. You know, Packers were 13-3. and three. I didn't say they got lucky, I but, but I basically pointed out, like, look, they had a pretty easy schedule. Like, they they were fortunate enough with how they got to 13-3. and three. Like, it was not, not necessarily what was a fluke, but they benefited from an easy schedule, and they benefited from being 8-8, eight and eight, or what, 6-10 and 10 the last year? That, so, and that's okay. And I was like, ah, they might lose one or two more games, but it's not like they're going to lose the division. And I look at this season and then, yeah, you could say similar things, right? The Packers schedule is not easy by any shape of the imagination. And yeah, regression could happen. So looking at the schedule, you kick it off, you know, there are there are going to be difficult opponents. Like San Francisco is going to be tough. Then going back to play Pittsburgh the week after is not going to be easy for Green Bay. Uh, the Chicago Bears with Justin Fields could be an entirely new monster. I think the Washington football team hype is real. Having to go to Arizona on a short week and then having to play Kansas City. I mean, the stretch where they go, Arizona, Kansas City, Seattle, Minnesota, Los Angeles, before a bye week, they have a late bye, which I know the Green Bay will like. But it will be an issue probably because you're probably going to deal with a lot of injuries. But Green Bay having a bye in week 13 is very, very late. It's crazy that the Packers will not have their bye until early December. 
that does not feel like a time we should have a bye week for the Green Bay Packers. But at the same time, they're going to go through a gauntlet in November. It's not going to be easy on them. And then in December, again, it's hard, right? You have Chicago, Baltimore, Cleveland, Minnesota before ending the season at Detroit like they usually do. It's crazy every year ends in Detroit. I don't fucking get it at all. But, and I don't know, Detroit's just not a place I like to watch football games. I'll just say it. I I don't like watching games at Ford Field. Gives me a lot of like Tampa Bay, Tropicana Field vibes. Uh, So that's that's just me. So yeah, this schedule is not easy in any any way. Like this is a hard schedule. So easily Green Bay could be 12 and 5. Shout out to 17 games. I'm getting better at it. I was saying saying that on another podcast. Like getting better at the 17 games. They could easily be 12 and 5 this year. They could be 11 and 6. But again, I still think 11 and 6 wins the division. Like, I think Justin Fields is going to be really good. Like, I think the Bears are going to be a lot better this year. But I'm also not sure about Matt Nagy. Like, Justin Fields can be as good as we want him to be, right? But still, at the end of the day, Matt Nagy is not a good coach. Like, Justin Fields could be this breakout star. It could be this fantasy, like, supernova as we've seen with rookie quarterbacks before but at the end of the day Matt Nagy is their head coach and I can't trust Matt Nagy so therefore I don't think they're going to challenge the Packers for the division the Minnesota Vikings I think there is a lot of turmoil with the vaccination shit and they just to me have a lot of holes now if they fixed a little bit of what was wrong with that defense last year maybe the Vikings are back into the fold they have a lot of talent, but I, I just feel like they have talent with holes. They're like, this is a little intense of a comparison, okay? But they're kind of like the Titanic. Like, they have some nice things, but at the end of the day, the infrastructure is not there to handle a crash. They're not there to handle that iceberg. And so that's what I worry about with the Minnesota Vikings. And the Detroit Lions, you can throw out. You can't lose games to Detroit Lions, I'll put it that way. Like Detroit Lions and even the Cincinnati Bengals was Joe Burrow kind of still recovering from that ACL injury. Like you can't lose those games. Those are three games you just can't lose. And you lose one of those games, it's going to make your season a lot harder. And you're going to have a lot more challenges. So I look at this schedule and I say, all right, if I had to say, all right, where are the quote-unquote scheduled losses? I'd maybe go Ravens, Chiefs, maybe 49ers. That's that I think that would be my three. Like I have three that I would say are quote unquote schedule losses. But even then, I'll I'll still tell you that the Packers are gonna win those games. I'll still feel confident in the Packers. Like it would not surprise me if they go 14-3 this year and they are the one seed again in the NFC. None of that would be surprising. But I could also see a situation where, yeah, maybe they take a little bit of a baby step back and they're the three-seed or the four-seed. But at the end of the day, it does seem like Green Bay has gotten better. And even though they did not have that much cap room to make free agent signings, they got better through the draft. They have players who are young who are going to take the next step, like a Gary, like an MVS, 
You know, even a guy, I think Darnell Savage could be even better than he was last year. We saw Darnell Savage come on really strong to finish off the year. You have the young linebackers and Chris Barnes and Kamal Martin. And this is why, not to like rub salt in Aaron Rodgers' wound, not that he fucking listens, but this is why draft and develop works. Because every year, there are guys we can point to that could get better and make the Green Bay Packers even better than they were last year. And that's why Green Bay stays winning. And that's why this franchise just has not had a lot of failure through the last 20 to 25 years. Moving on to a more fun topic, or not, well, I mean, it was a fun topic. It's fun talking about the Packers. I'll just put it that way. Like, it's, you know, it's football season's getting here. It's crazy that it's already here. It feels, everything feels just so fast, right? It feels like everything's on hyperdrive. And I, I don't know if that's because last summer, while we could do stuff, it still was kind of like, eh, it's the pandemic, like, we're not like doing huge gatherings. It's not like every weekend there's something. Now it's like every weekend there's a thing to do. It's like we got one thing or another. Like last weekend for me was relatively quiet, but I still was, I had a full day Sunday. Like I went to the Brewer game and I went went to my uh, fiance's parents' house. So like that was a full fucking day. You weren't really doing that in the pandemic. So maybe that's why it, this sort of calendar has gone fast because it's sped up because 2020 was such an odd year where there were times in 2020 where it felt like we were in this forever state. Like, as some people said, like March was a, like three months, it felt like. So that, that could be a huge contributor to sort of everything speeding up. But moving on to the state fair, um, Giannis Antetokounmpo was there last night. I think it was a really cool moment for so many people that Giannis was just walking among the commoners, right? Like, he, he did have a police escort, which is pretty common. I did see some take, like, I can't believe Giannis is one with the police, which was so out of bounds. It's like, they're, that's their fucking job. They, high-profile people, they help them walk around the fair. And Giannis, I'm sure, kind of felt weird. He's, everybody's p- taking pictures of him. But, like, look, it comes with the territory as a, as a public figure and as the most popular person in in Milwaukee and Giannis was just walking amongst the masses and I think people respected him I hope they did um I I don't know I know there were a lot of pictures of Giannis obviously but I I think for the most part they respected that Giannis was just walking with his girlfriend Mariah and their son Liam and just enjoying the fair. I saw we saw Giannis with a corn dog. I think there was another moment where Giannis was having some fries. I guess he was ordering a margarita. He had a cream puff, like all this other stuff. And it, it's so cool, man. It's so cool that Giannis was just enjoying State Fair like anyone else. Like he is obviously the, like, as I said, most popular person in Wisconsin or well in Milwaukee. I don't know about Wisconsin. Aaron Rodgers still probably has that crown, but the fact that Giannis was just walking around State Fair is is so cool to me. Someone really pointed out that the Bucks didn't really bask in their championship. Like they didn't bring it to a Brewers game. They didn't bring it to State Fair. Uh, they, you know, obviously they're dealing with Summer League. They had the Olympics. So I think that played a role in that. Um, but also 
you know, there's still time. You know, the season doesn't start till October. You know, the, Brewer, the Brewers have another, what, two months? Like, the Bucks could easily bring that into September. You have Summerfest going on in September as well. So there, there's going to be time, I think, to have some more Bucks celebrations. And I really hope that the city does lean into it and the city does continue to celebrate a championship because it's it's very rare and they they should be able to sort of bathe in it you know i was out you might have saw it on instagram tapping the keg uh sports where mitch and i wore the same yana shirt on on saturday which we can probably talk about on on the show tomorrow but like that the thing is is like buck's gear is gonna play until forever and forever like it's not going to go away we are going to have Bucks gear in our lives, championship gear for at least three or four years. And then even then it will be maybe then become more vintage than it is normal. Uh, so I I think we're going to see the Bucks sort of that championship glow for a long, long time. And Giannis being at State Fair is a cool moment for so many fans that went and watched him that are new Bucks fans, that are old Bucks fans. You know, there's some people who had pictures of Giannis at State Fair. When's like, I remember meeting you at State Fair in 2013. Now this was pre this uh, this Giannis coming to the fair, but obviously the fair stuck with him. He liked the fair because he decided to make it out there with his family. So as promised, I was gonna rank my fair foods and we mentioned Giannis had a few of the fair foods and what I get if I were going to the state fair. I'm not going this year probably uh, with the wedding upcoming, doing my best to kind of keep a, a little bit of a diet. Um, I, I, I still am going out. So you're like, Charlie, you're gonna talk about how you drank too much and you can't drink anymore after this segment. And it's like, yes, it's true. Um, so yes, I'm a little bit of a hypocrite, but I also just don't need a ton of fried food on a random Tuesday. So my top four fair foods, I'm aligned with Giannis on the corn dog. The corn dog is a quintessential part of the fair. You can never go wrong with a corn dog. Now, you gotta be careful though with the corn dog because there are many options. You can't just get any corn dog off the street. Like you, I'm not saying you gotta be selective with the corn dog, but you just have to make sure you know what you're doing when it comes to the corn dog. Like you can't, you can't just get any, you gotta make sure it's nice and big. Gotta give you a, a good like deep fry on it. Tastes good. It's nothing out of the ordinary. It's not like some weird corn dog. Just a plain old American corn dog is always gonna play at the fair. That is good fair food every time out. Number two on that list is a grilled corn. And you guys are gonna be like, well, grilled corn, like you could do that at home. There's something different about the Lions Club grilled corn, okay? Like the grilled corn just tastes different and it's so good. And the dipping it in butter is perfect. Like I love a good grilled corn and it's so easy to eat walking around the fair. That's the other thing. Sometimes with the fair food, like you can't just eat it around the streets. Like you, you just can't. And so to have the ability to be able to walk and walk and talk and just have a, a corn in your mouth is great. Like that, that to me is a very convenient answer as well as a very tasty answer. Number three, not really fair food. It's more festival food, but 
I'd be remiss if I wasn't talking about the Saz, the Saz sampler. The Saz sampler is everything you want in a you know fair or festival event. You have your mozzarella sticks, you have your cheese curds, and you have your sour cream and chive fries. Now I could argue that you could just have the chive fries with the dip, and you're good to go. But having all three is a powerhouse of fair food or festival food. It is the Giannis, Chris, and Drew of the Saz Sampler. Like you could argue, who would, I don't know, who would be the mozzarella sticks, who would be who would be the chive fries, and who would be the curds in that situation? I'm not sure. But seriously, that that is always good. It will always play. And last, you know, you're probably like Charlie. You're gonna you're gonna say cream puff, right? So here's the thing. I'm not a huge cream puff guy. I like cream puffs. They're all right. But it's not like a must. Like I'm not like I have to have a cream puff. So what I'm going to say is my fourth thing is it's kind of a cop out. I'm not going to lie. But something that is unique to the fair. So something that has come out this year. So, you know, the fair had the cinnamon uh, cheese curds, right? Uh, they have the deep fried fish fry that I thought looked really good um, where it's basically a fish fry inside of a fried food the everything pretzel zilla I think that was like a corn dog uh, deviation right um, so like it's something different right you have to try something that is unique or the I think it was the glaze boy or whatever the greebies that won the award where it's in between two donuts and it's like a pork tenderloin with a jelly like again you got to do something that is different like i just heard guy fietti on part of my take talking about his apple pie hot dog like you have to do something out of the ordinary i think there was like alligator meat there at the fair too like that to me is like what you go to the fair for like if you just get like a corn, a cream puff, and a corn dog, like you're a basic bitch, okay? And and like nothing wrong with that. Like I'm not here to judge, but all I'm saying is like you gotta you gotta shake it up a little bit. So that's where I'm like, you gotta at least roll in one thing that is gonna be a little different. And it's just my list. I'm sure you guys have different ones, would love to hear them. Alright, lastly, let's move to Chuck's corner and why. I wouldn't say I'm retired from drinking, won't go that far, but I finally realized that I've hit the point in my life where hangovers are real. So for so long, and I'm gonna be turning 33 on Sunday, I could drink on a Saturday night, could go out with Murph and Mitch, go out with some other friends, and then be pretty okay on Saturday, Sunday, even though I'd, I'd push it hard. Like I'd get after it, you know, I'd have a bunch of beers, I'd have a shot or two, and I, you know, I maybe feel a little hungover, but if I had a, a few cups of coffee and and just, you know, slept it off and was able to kind of relax my way into it, you know, maybe even walk the dog and get like a sweat going. And after that, like I'd, I'd feel pretty good. Take a shower. I'd feel great. And I'd be all right and be ready to go and be be perky. But since the Bucks won their championship, so really since the championship happened, and you almost wonder if this was God's way of telling me like, hey, I'm gonna give you this championship, but after that, you gotta rein it in. Like after the Bucks had won the championship, I was ridiculously hungover. Like one of my worst hangovers in a long, long time. 
couldn't really keep anything down. I, yeah, I puked. I was like that, and I had done that in years. Okay, so I was like, wow, that's weird. Like, must have just not been hydrated. I don't know. And it kind of stuck with me. Like, I felt kind of like the next day was still kind of in the weirds. And like, finally by Friday, I felt good. Like, it felt like I was like, all right, ready to roll. And then you had last weekend where I went to Brewfest with Murph. And that next day, like, still was really struggling to get off the mat. And then Sunday, so I mentioned that I, like, had a busy Sunday. And I went out and I, I thought that, you know, I just having a normal Saturday night out. Like, I knew I had a big day, was trying to get home around 12 and whatever. And, you know, it, it, it sucked that it was, like, pouring rain outside and it was a complete deluge because I couldn't get home. Like, the Ubers were expensive. I was on Brady, so I didn't want to take an Uber because that's a 10-minute walk for me. And there wasn't that time where it was like, all right, it's not raining. And I probably did a poor job of being like, ah, I should have probably went home before the storms hit. Or just, you know, my fiance who was at home, maybe say, hey, could you come pick me up? And I'll, I'll go home early. So like this whole like trying to now like train your brain to be like, all right, I got to either, if I start drinking at like three or four o'clock, like I have to pull myself out at, five, at 10. Or if I'm going to start that early, like I have to spend some time just not drinking. Like I can't just keep going. And like, it's crazy to like think that it lasted this long. Like I can't believe that it took till almost 33 for me to be like, yeah, I can't do what I used to. Um, it's, it's, I mean, it's sort of like, it, it amazes me. The body is incredible, but yeah, like I, I always sort of said to people who, who were like, well, you go out a lot, whatever. I was like, well, once it kind of ends, like I, I'm going to have to change. Like, I don't want to feel the way I do on an NFL Sunday. Like, I just don't like how I felt the last couple Sundays. Like, I don't want to feel that way on an NFL Sunday. Like, I want to be able to like have a cup of coffee, like look at my fantasy lineups, look at the lines. Like, I want to be able to enjoy the shit out of Saturday, Sunday morning as I get ready to watch a bunch of football. And so maybe that means, yeah, going home at, at 10 or 11 because I'm like, all right, I got to get home and sleep and like I can't can't be this drunk. Or if I'm going to be out late, like making sure I'm having waters and, and Red Bulls and like, and I know Red Bulls is like, well, that's not great for you either. But like to me, like a, a sugar-free Red Bull will at least keep me engaged, won't make me tired. That's the thing. Like I don't know about you guys, but when I stop like drinking like at home, like if I'm just drinking at home, like having a couple crafts or having a cocktail or two, if I stop drinking, like I immediately start getting tired. Like I start getting real sleepy and like, I can't have that out at a bar. Like I can't, I can't be like looking like I'm drooling out there. Like hell no. So that's why it's like hit the Red Bull. So then you can at least sort of keep your, keep that energy, right? Keep that, keep that flow going or even like a Diet Coke or something like that where you're like, at least then I'm. I'm at least feeling a little bit better and I'm, I have that little jolt of energy, that little spark where then I can say, all right, let's, you know, have a few more beers and, and whatever. So yeah, it sucks, man. It sucks that it took this long. It sucks that it's just, it happened right before football season. It happened right before maybe a Brewers run. Just going to have to figure it out and we'll, uh, we'll get better and we'll, we'll adjust from here. But yeah, it's, it's a strange new world we're in, and your boy's growing up, I guess, is the best way, 
best way I could say it. But that will uh, do it for our show. Um, like I said, we have a good week coming up here. We have Mitch and I tomorrow, a little preview on what we'll be talking about. We're going to tackle the Christian Yellis topic. Uh, it's time. Uh, we're going to talk about Christian Yellis' struggles. Where do we go from here? Can it be fixed? What should the Brewers look at? What could they do? Should they maybe think about trading Christian Yelich? I don't know. Um, we'll talk about that. Um, I also have a great would you rather for Mitch um, that I, I want to kind of debate. And then who knows what else. So we'll talk then. And then, like I said, our interview with Jordan. Uh, we're going to be trying to interview more and more people. Please let me know if we want to interview too. If there are some people that you think would be great for this podcast, please let me know. Um, if you have something that you want to promote and you think that you you it fits our brand, please reach out. Um, stotap12 at gmail.com or on any of the socials. Um, we'd love to talk about that. And yeah, let's uh, let's have a good one. Hope you guys have a good day and we'll be back on Wednesday. All right, take care guys. Bye.